Hopefully you guys have all got your Black Friday holiday shopping out of the way and you are tuning into a special bonus episode of Kicking Out at Two this week with our Black Friday edition. Joining me once again, we had a great time earlier this week discussing what we are thankful for in wrestling and I thought it would be fitting that I bring this gentleman back to discuss some more about professional wrestling, whatever we want to talk about in this Russian roulette style Black Friday edition. I'm talking about my good buddy, Dennis J. Levy. What's going on, man? Dave, always a pleasure to be on the show. But once again, just chill like a villain. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, this week... It's, uh, it's it, like I said, Russian roulette. We're going to get rid of the format. We're going to talk about whatever comes to our mind in regards to professional wrestling, whether it's past or whether it's what's going on in today's world. We can you know, talk about anything. It, you know, everything's up for grabs. It's no holds barred. It's kind of like when you go to, uh, you know, when you're doing your Black Friday shopping and you have something in mind that you want to get, but then all of a sudden you see something on the shelf and there's a great deal on it and it's like the impulse buy. You just kind of got to... You know, you have to have it. Well, it's kind of like what we're doing today. We're going to, you know, it, you know, talk about, you know, things in professional wrestling that just come to mind, our impulses. So uh, why don't you get us started? What, what do you want to talk about? All right. So in, in current wrestling, of course, the, the Shield just broke up, yada, yada, yada. Yep. So so what, what always makes me think, of course, so we, you know, we get a heel turn or you get like, you know, another tag team champion. What makes you mm-hmm. think? What's the best of something? You know what I mean? So, 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 so Dave, I'm gonna ask you a question. Okay. What? So, so, so of course, Dean Ambrose just turned heel. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite heel turn of all time? My favorite heel turn of all time. You know, I I might have a couple, but the first one that comes to mind. And it's probably the greatest, it's probably been regarded as the greatest heel turn in the history of professional wrestling would have to be when Hulk Hogan joined the NWO at Bash at the Beach in 1996. Um, As a kid, I was a Hulkamaniac. Um, I, uh, at the time, Hogan was not a regular on WCW TV. He would, he'd come and go whenever he pleased because he kind of had that sort of a deal. But I felt a shift and a change in the uh in the in the wrestling world at that time and then my viewing habits uh became a little bit more sophisticated as a wrestling fan and so i felt um at 12 years old that you know uh people were getting tired of hulk hogan and i was having a hard time transitioning with other people getting tired of hulk hogan because i grew up on hulk hogan so i didn't want hulk hogan to go and when he came out and he joined the 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 nwo um and and informed the nwo with hall and nash at that at that bash at the beach i thought to myself like okay, well now Hogan's in a in a more prominent role and he's gonna stick around because this is like nobody saw this coming, uh, so selfishly inside I was like, all right, we're gonna get more Hulk Hogan because you know I'm a, I'm a big Hulkamaniac, uh, but then the other part of me was like, but how am I gonna be able to deal with Hulk Hogan as a bad guy because I've been so in, used to seeing him with the red and yellow and say your prayers and take your vitamins and all that stuff, I had a hard time. 
transitioning with that and that like 1996 and i want to say like right around that period of time when hogan turned that like i said that was when my viewing habits as a fan changed i became a little bit more sophisticated at 12 years old to what i was watching on tv it wasn't so uh it wasn't so black and white for me so uh, my rebuttal question to to you did you actually see Bash to the Beach alive? No, I didn't. Um, I, I I mentioned this on the uh, on the the pilot episode of Kicking Out of Two. We did a uh, I did myself flying solo. A, uh, oh, you did a great job. Ba- thank you very much. The Bash at the Beach '96 uh, watch along. Uh, you can head over to the archives at SoundCloud.com to check that out. Um, it gets my endorsement too. I employ anybody seriously. That was a great watch along. Thank great you. Great watch along. Thank you very much. I appreciated it. I, I'm always curious as to how many people actually watch along and listen to me when i do that um i know i know it's hard because there's times when you know uh on the tony shivani podcast they do watch alongs every week so i can't i can't watch every single show every week (laughs) that they do but i'll listen to it in the car and i'll try to go back and remember like what happened at that particular show that they're talking about that's airing on wwe network at that time but um I didn't watch it live. I was, uh, and I might have told this story. We were in Florida visiting our grandparents, and they lived in Fort Lauderdale, and uh, we spent about a week in Disney. So we flew to Fort Lauderdale, spent a few days with my grandparents, then spent like a week. We drove to Orlando and went to Disney. And uh, so the f- we all went down there, went to the parks, and uh, we did you know Magic Kingdom and Epcot, and then we went to MGM for the last few days. And when we were leaving, they were setting up these bleachers, and there was a sign that said, filming WCW Monday Nitro, and they gave you all the dates. And the ring was already set up, and you couldn't go to it, but there's a picture on our social media on facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two or on our twitter handle at kicking out two k-i-c-k-n-o-u-t and the number two where there's a picture of all of us rosenbluth boys standing in front of the nitro sign and you could see the ring in the background and i was like man we could stay here another day and watch nitro i was like this would be so cool of course you know my parents you know they had other plans and we had to go back to fort lauderdale to see my grandparents but um so that was the I believe that was a Sunday. That was the night that they had Bash at the Beach. And it was a mystery as to who the third man was going to be. So we drove back to Florida. Um, This was like before I even knew that there was an internet. I mean, the internet was big at the time. It just started out with AOL, but um, we didn't have internet access at my grandparents' house in 96. Um, So... We didn't know who was, you know, what ha- what had happened at Bash at the Beach. So I remember going to, so we went back to my grandparents' house. I believe we left that Sunday. We got there late Sunday night. And then uh, the next night, um, I believe I was in my grandparents' bedroom. And I was watching the beginning of Nitro. And the, on the, I'll never forget this moment. It was uh, Larry Zabisco and Tony Schiavone. And they had said, fans, the blackest day in the history of professional wrestling occurred. And once Shivani said that, in my head, not knowing that this truly happened, it was just like a shot in the dark. I just kind of said it out loud. And mind you, I'm in the bedroom by myself watching this, sitting on the edge of the bed. I'm like, I just said Hulk Hogan was the third guy. Just out loud. Yeah. Not thinking that it really was. And then all of a sudden, Tony Shivani was like, 
Hulk Hogan was the third man and joined the Outsiders and turned on WCW and turned his back on all the fans. And I was like, holy cow, like I didn't... I didn't expect that. It was yeah. just a shot in the dark when I said it. Not knowing, not thinking it was going to happen, not knowing that it already had happened. I just, when the, the way it was described by, from the announcers in the opening of that show, when Tony Schiavone said the blackest day in the history of professional wrestling, I just associated that with Hulk Hogan turning his back on all the fans. And I didn't think it was possible. I don't know why I said it. I just said it. And when they revealed it was him, I was like, oh my God. Like, holy cow, like, I can't believe this. I, like, I just said it like two seconds ago. I'm like, oh, my God. So I ran into the living room of the dining room. My father was sitting. I was like, Dad, Hulk Hogan's a bad guy. And he's like, no, he's not. I was like, they just turned him bad. He joined Kevin Nash and, 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 and Razor Ramon. And, you know, and I was I was like out of my mind and I told my brothers and they were like no Hulk Hogan's not a bad guy it's like yes he is and so then like we watched Nitro because they built it up so that like they built it up throughout the entire night that you were going to get to see the still pictures of Hogan's turn they didn't show the actual video they just showed still pictures so they could hype you up to fucking buy the yeah, pay-per-view replay the next night and I didn't beg my parents to buy the pay-per-view replay because we were at my grandparents' house, and so I knew that wasn't going to happen. That was going to get shot down, yeah. so I didn't even bother. So we all sat in my grandmother's, my grandparents' bedroom and sat on the sat on the bed and on the floor in front of the bed where the TV was and basically waited till the end of the show so that they showed yeah. the actual still pictures of Hogan turning. And I was like, oh, my God. And then they had hyped, uh, tune into WCW Saturday night this Saturday at 6.05 on TBS so that you could hear Hulk Hogan's reactions following his turn on WCW. So, like, that was like Destination TV for me. So I would probably have to say that was probably the my favorite and the most memorable heel turn in the history of wrestling. What about you? Uh, so I be, that, that, <clears throat> that, that, uh, before I go to my favorite heel turn, okay. I got I got a chime in on this conversation Yeah, of course, well. of course, absolutely. That, 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 uh, so kind of similar terms. So anyone of uh, who grew up in the late 80s, 90s, Whatever or lives, I bad terminology. Whoever lived in late eighties, in nineties, mid nineties would know pay per views. If you didn't buy them, you got squiggly line. I call it squiggly line yep. porn or squiggly line yep. wrestling. Oh yeah, we did and that, that too. That, 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 uh, so, me and my sister Colleen, the, my sister Colleen's my, my my second oldest sister, and she's by far uh, uh, the girls. I I consider myself of the family the biggest wrestling fan. But out of the girls, Colleen was the biggest one. Yeah. So me and her are watching Squiggly Line, Bash on the Beach. And, and, and you get two types of Squiggly Line. And people, people who don't know what Squiggly Line pay-per-view was. So <laughs> that, 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 so you got it uh, like like a, like a you got five minutes of like you can almost see and hear everything and yeah. stuff like that. And then you got five minutes of what's like, sounds like it's underwater. <laughs> and you're watching like, you know, Hurricane. Yeah. That, 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 uh, that's so... At the time when Hogan's about to turn heel, it sounds like it's underwater and everything like that. But one line you heard perfectly clear. It is hilarious. At that moment, God graces, uh, graces, uh, graces me and my sister with a great moment. We heard Tony Schiavone go, Hogan, you can go to hell. And, 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 and that was it. 
So I, people are sitting there like, what happened? The what the heck just happened? What the heck just happened? So like you, I mean, we watched it in the next, we, of course we had to watch, uh, uh, we got to watch Monday, uh, the Monday Night Nitro. And we're like, holy crap. That's why Tony Schiavone got so pissed off that, that uh, he turned heel. Yeah. Wow. At first, of course, I hated it. I loved Hogan, you know. Yeah. Uh, that 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 uh, and, and like everything, change it to change it. Uh, you, you know, gets worse before it gets better. Yep. Uh, that that uh, but holy crap! Like 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 it just kind of like kind of like you know when you get that um what what what's what I'm looking for? But uh, when you, when you get that kind of like that that first scene of like something bad happens, we're just like you know all of a sudden. Hogan, you can go to hell. <laughs> and, uh, and it's like, it's like, wow, what, what's happening here? Like yeah. everything's getting turned upside down. Like, like and, and, and and how many times, especially WCW, when you got the Gentlemen's Network, they use curse words. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know hell is kind of a borderline one, but like, you know something really bad when when a WCW announcer used like hell or yeah. you know, whatever, you know, like that. And then yeah, then then Hogan's heel turn. Yeah, that was way way cool stuff indeed. But uh, but for but uh, uh, the, the moving on, my favorite heel turn of all time, Macho Man Savage, no doubt about it. Well, the, when he turned out Hogan, the, yeah, absolutely. Okay. It, it made sense that he did it. There are all the heel turns in the world, right? Normally, you get like you know, like 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 a like a bad guy. He sounds like he's a, a lunatic, mm-hmm. but, but he has his self-centered point of view and whatever. Yada yada yada. I really believed Macho Man had a had a gripe. That 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 uh, the whole Elizabeth situation, stuff like that. Yeah. If that was your wife, I don't care if it was your best friend or not. He starts, you know, getting a little too close for. And WWE did it on purpose. That 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 if you rewatch that stuff, it's cringeworthy. Kind of like Hogan, Elizabeth, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. it, it was cringe. Oh, it yeah. was cringe. It's, it's, uh, if I feel cringe about my wife, I'm Irish. I'm gonna punch you in the head. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's the truth. That that, that uh, I think Macho Man. Acted perfectly normal, and, I, and, and and that's one of my favorite heel turns of all time. Could it make sense that that he turned he went crazy, which I love. I love a good crazy heel. Yep. That that uh, and you know, the matches, the results of the matches too were were insanely good. That um, the mega powers, Macho Man heel turn by far my favorite. I mean, it's it's a good one for sure. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disagree with you there. I think what's interesting that you that you brought up in in your explanation there was that uh, you know they drew a fine line in the way that they presented that with Hogan and Elizabeth at seven at six years old, seven years old. I forget how old I was at that time. I didn't think Hogan was doing anything wrong. Not just because he was my hero, but I was like, what? He's just a nice guy. Like he just, he just wanted to help Elizabeth. Like I didn't understand obviously at seven years old, the way he got close with her and his hands were a little too close to her ass or, you know, he held her a little too tight or anything like that. I mean, God, yeah, of course. If I was in Randy Savage's position, that was, my wife that was my old lady of course i'd be fucking pissed and i'd want to you know go after my best friend and he had every reason as to why he um he uh he he turned on hogan and it was you know now rationalizing it good enough reason so i mean in today's wrestling in today's standard of wrestling would you consider that a heel turn if macho man hulk hogan from 1989 the mega powers exploding took place in 2018 would that be a heel turn? absolutely not it would have been the exact opposite hogan would have been the heel yeah. that, that uh everyone would have everyone would have understood 
It's like Macho Man's perspective, mm-hmm. and everyone would have been on board with Macho Man, you know, kick the shit out of Hogan, you yep. know. Yeah, it would have been exact opposite. Hogan would have been healed. Macho Man would have been the face, no doubt about it. Yeah, that's it. And of course, and Elizabeth's like, ah, get him, get away from me, Macho Man, please protect me from him. You know, he's trying to like, you know, get in my pants. You know, yeah. <laughs> that that uh, that uh, yeah. She wasn't pushing Hogan away. That's for sure. No, she wasn't. No, no. she wasn't. And of course, at the end of the day. Then Hogan wanted to get in her pants. No, no, no. It was just very cringe to me. That, that, uh, that, uh, I don't think he had internal motives. I don't think WWE wanted to even touch that with ten foot pole adultery for God's yeah. sake. That, uh, but, 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 I thought Macho Man acted absolutely appropriately. You know what's interesting? Um, in years later, finding out more about how that storyline came about, um, I listened to. Uh, uh, and I suggest you know any Macho Man fan out there check this out. The uh, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. He did a episode on his uh, his time working with Macho Man. It was almost like four four and a half hours. Like it's really good. Like starting from when he came into WWF all the way till the end of his run. And uh, they talk about the the, the Mega Power storyline and some of the things that um, that made Savage feel uncomfortable and some of that stuff kind of there was like talk amongst the guys in the locker room and and within management that Savage even though he's a, he's a true pro and he wanted what was best for the storyline there was some tension between him and Hogan and there yeah. was some uncomfortableness that was taking place I remember in particular if you remember the the the, the match at SummerSlam when the the spot at the end when Miss Elizabeth takes the skirt off and she's just got like the top with oh the, yeah the, yeah the bikini yeah, bottom yeah. right so originally they pitched the idea to savage that she was going to wear like an itsy bitsy teeny weeny literally a itsy yeah. bitsy teeny weeny polka dot bikini okay. it was going to be red and yellow and she was going to take off her dress and she was going to be in this bikini and i guess that like they had taken pictures of her in this bikini mm-hmm. and they were going to you know put it in the magazine or in the posters or whatever and originally they were all on board yeah. for it and then when it came closer to showtime savage was like uh-uh, she's not wearing a bikini try something else like <laughs> not happening today uh-huh and uh so they tell the story that Bruce Pritchard pitches the idea <clears throat> excuse me to uh, to Savage about the bikini like like a day or two before the show and he was just like no way and so then they had to kind of go you know uh, plan B and that's when they did she had the dress but yeah. she took the skirt off and she still had like the um, the bikini bottom but like a, a corset kind of top to go with the bikini bottom instead of an actual bikini top so it was like a one piece when they wanted her in a two piece yeah. and, and so uh, it was really sad that uh, if she was able to do that spot, she would have became a superstar that day. She it, it, I think she it, already was. No, though. no, here's the thing. She was a star, absolutely. <clears throat> I don't think she... I don't... Everyone calls her the first lady of wrestling and stuff like that, and she deserves that title. But I don't think she was... I think if she had that spot, where she had the, uh, that, 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 the Hulk Hogan bikini... I think she would have, that would have been a legendary moment. You think it would have catapulted I really her to bigger do. things? Uh, that, that, uh, my opinion, that like the biggest valet per se. You could argue who the biggest female wrestler of all time is, right? But I don't even think it's even worth debating that Sonny for valets is the biggest wrestling star of all time. Like she brought like and, the, the sex appeal. I mean, appeal. she brought the sex appeal. She she was a good talker. That that. Uh, that that uh, I thought she she was a good distraction. So I thought she was a good manager mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. Elizabeth could have been that. 
But Macho Man hold her back. I mean, she could have. Um, but you, know, you could make the argument, too, that, you know, years prior... Um, before Elizabeth, you know, you had Missy Hyatt and and, and Sunshine and yeah. Precious and even Baby Doll. But those were sluts. To, to, to the, a the, certain the, extent, they you could say that they brought the sex appeal before a Sunny. Yeah. Sunny kind of she took it to another level when it came to the sex yeah. appeal, and then eventually Sable, and then of course you know it evolved with women over the over the course of time in wrestling history. But yeah. um, I mean, First Lady of Wrestling, First Lady of the WWF. Um, you know, I said this a number of years ago, and I, I'll, I'll take this back. But you know, when Sunny went into the Hall of Fame in 2011, we were at that Hall of Fame, yeah. and uh, you didn't think she deserved it, huh? I didn't say she didn't deserve okay, it. Okay, I'm sorry. No, I, I didn't I say didn't she didn't deserve it. No, but um, she went to the Hall of Fame that year, and she talked about being the first diva. Mm -hmm. And when I associate the term diva, I associate it the, like there's some attitude behind it. Mm -hmm. There's a little, there's an edge to it. You know what I mean? And at that time, I had said, well, there would be no Sunny if it wasn't for Miss Elizabeth. And you could sit, you could make an argument that Miss Elizabeth was the first diva. Um, looking back and 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 having this discussion yep. with you, I don't think. I have to take that statement back because um, Elizabeth was like the girl next door, the classy girl, exactly. you know, the girl that you wanted to marry. You know, Sonny was the girl you wanted to fuck. Yeah. Elizabeth was the girl you wanted to spend the rest of your life with, you know, that you were yeah. going to move mountains and, and heaven and earth for uh, to, to be with. Sonny, you were just trying to get in her pants. Yeah. You know, that, that that's the difference. And I, I think Sonny, yes, she could say she's the first diva. Okay, but I think, I mean, during that time period when I was a fan, you know, when it came to women in wrestling, and we kind of talked about this on our Glow show, women were like a side, they were an attraction. They were featured regularly. You'd bring them in when you needed to have a spot on the card filled, you know, and, and they were, like I said, a, a sideshow in many ways. Um, at that time, Elizabeth was the first female valet in the WWF. I didn't know of other wrestling outside of WWF at that time yeah. when Elizabeth was with Macho Man in the beginning. And so she was the, to me, she was the most beautiful girl, woman in wrestling at that time because you had, with all due respect, may she rest in peace, Fabulous Moolah. She wasn't exactly, you know, the, oh, the yeah. apple of my eye or anyone yeah. else's. She was more, you know, down to business, you know, nitty gritty, a, a tough woman to be in the ring. But yeah. she didn't exactly exemplify um, sex appeal. And I think Miss Elizabeth had a little bit of that sex appeal, but it was done in a classier way. I would say you could clearly tell with Miss Elizabeth... <laughs> That person that she was depicting on the cameras was not the person that she really was. If she, if they let her hair down more and whatever, you know, and, and like, you, you know, more, I, I don't like scandalous. I grew up with three older sisters and no brothers, so, so I really don't like to see too much. I really don't. But you've had um, your fair share of estrogen. Yeah, exactly. But a bikini, I don't think it's nothing. Yeah. I really don't. And, and then a Macho Man really hold. Uh, Macho Man hold, hold hold back Elizabeth on purpose. I think a for two reasons. A, he he really was in love with her, and he wanted her her to himself. And, mm -hmm. I, and I I guess I get that. Uh, that that that. Uh, and B, I think he he was very paranoid about him as a wrestler. He didn't never wanted her to be bigger than him. 
and, and and I think he maliciously or purposely hold the hold the order back for those two reasons. You could make an argument for that. I can't agree or disagree with it because he's not here to defend himself. Yeah. And, and, and but I mean, um, I'm, I'm, you know, his his brother Lanny has said that you know. And I've heard stories that Savage was like, yes, the, the, the paranoid. Sometimes he'd leave her locked in the locker room if he was out for a match, if she wasn't out there with him. Um, he really separated her from everybody else. And people always wondered, like, you know, this paranoid dude, why is he with her? She's so nice. What's she doing with him? Like, I've heard all kinds of stories from all different wrestlers. But at the same time, I've also heard, too, that he always looked out for her in terms of, like, she. he made sure that, like, she was taken care of by the company, you know, in terms of her, her check, mm-hmm. in terms of what money she was making. Um, even, and I, I just recently um, listened to uh, an episode of 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff, and the subject of Randy Savage came up, and uh, Miss Elizabeth, long after they were divorced, yeah. it was Savage's idea to bring her in and let her be the valet for him and Hogan. Um and he negotiated a pretty good deal for her because he was he knew that he, he knew he was he he cared about business and yep. he knew it was going to work and he was willing to put his personal issues aside with her years after the their divorce to still work together and they did for a number of years even after that and she had gone with Ric Flair then she had been with the NWO for a little while and that's where you kind of saw a little bit of that like edge to her like you saw a little bit more attitude Um, and then she ended her career I believe uh, um, managing Luger for a little while and they used her a little bit more but whatever the case may be um, they, they stopped using her after that but I I can I, I guess I can agree with you in in some respects that she could have been a little she could have been a bigger star than she was. I mean, you can't argue. I've heard stories like yeah. I said that Savage was crazy about her and deal his dealings with her um you know you know people would scratch their heads over but at the same time i also heard that like he looked after her because he knew how he, he knew what the locker room was like he knew what the state of the business was like everyone's a fucking shark and they yeah. see chum in the water and and you know he tried to he tried to have her with him as close as possible but at the same time he tried to keep her as far away from the business as possible like he tried to have the best of both worlds it seems like yeah. you know he wanted her around on the road he wanted her to have there be some use of her on television with his presentation but he wanted to separate her from the bad stuff in the business even though she was around it even though she was in the business you know uh, he i guess he was trying to balance all that out and he couldn't do that yeah. really but uh i can't argue with you man i can't i mean Imagine a sexier bikini-clad Miss Elizabeth. She was my first crush, yeah. like my first celebrity oh, crush every, as a kid. Pretty much every wrestling fan's first celebrity crush. Yeah, like yeah. I was like, oh man, like to the point where like yeah. my grandparents used to tease me, and it would like make my face turn red. They'd be like, oh look at that, there's Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, and I would be like, shut up, yeah. man. Like you know, like I'd get so mad, even to the even to the point where um. You know, I'd have to leave the room or I'd be like, get out. I'm watching. Leave me alone. You know, like they used to tease me about it. But, yeah, I mean, shit, you know, she did. I, I, this guy could have been the limit for yeah, her. You I know? really do. I, I could be wrong, but but I, re, I really think that he was protective of his spot. And case in point, that that uh, 
the biggest pop that guy ever ever got wasn't for you know crazy elbow drop or wasn't you know he's wrestle uh, when he beat Ric Flair in the WrestleMania the biggest pop he ever had in his whole career and if it's not if it's not even worth debating when, when uh, the second he lost to to to, to, to oh, Ultimate Warrior yes. and here comes Miss Elizabeth in yes. the ring there had to be something in the back of his mind going 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 wait a second. The biggest pop of my career is because of my wife getting being reunited. I, there's got to be something that the, where, where it's like she could be bigger than me. There's got to yeah. be a point to that. Yeah. No, I mean honestly, like I, I would have to agree with you 100. I'm not even going to argue that. That's to me, and and it, we're going to discuss it on. A, we're going to discuss it more in length on a future. Uh, episode of kicking out of two as we get closer to wrestlemania season in early 2019 but uh yeah i mean i remember i didn't watch that show live and i remember um my father used to get the new york post and in the new york post every tuesday there used to be an a wrestling article by an individual who went by the informer i want to say it was vince russo that used to write those articles okay, okay? i could be wrong i think you're right i could be wrong i'll have to look into i'm more it than 50 percent sure that, that, okay. that you're right if anybody that. knows by all means hit us up facebook.com forward slash kicking out of two if you knew who wrote the informer pro wrestling article in the new york post in the 90s hit me up let me know if you got a picture you got an old newspaper article by all means post it on the page facebook.com forward slash kicking out of two or on twitter at kicking out too um yeah my father would get the newspaper at the newspaper stand and he used to drive me to school in the morning and so uh he picked up the paper and it was tuesday and he would read to me uh what you know what the informer said and it was you know two days after that wrestlemania and he had said macho man got back together with miss elizabeth but he lost the match to ultimate warrior and i was like he got back together with miss elizabeth what and i'll never forget i had to watch superstars or wrestling challenge later that week and uh you know on, on the weekend and got to see the still pictures and they showed the people crying and uh you know i'll go on record as to say right now right here that um you know, when it comes to WrestleMania, they overhype WrestleMania moments. In yeah. the last few years, they've been like, you know, they've even done storylines where like guys would be like, "I'm gonna create a WrestleMania moment." Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's the Bill Big Show thing a couple years back that was such a poor taste. What's that? That that force? Like, I never had a WrestleMania moment. Then he beats what Cody Rhodes for the IC title. Oh the yes, 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 yes. That was such. I was at, such, that, I was at uh, that WrestleMania. Oh, that made me want to throw up. I was at that WrestleMania, yeah, in Miami in 2012. But yeah, no, guys, like they've done storylines where guys would be like, "I'm gonna create a WrestleMania moment." I haven't had my WrestleMania moment, and I think it's like overdone uh, to the point where like it doesn't make the moment any more special when it eventually happens when the payoff comes because it's just it's been talked about to death yeah. you know what i mean i feel like some of the best wrestlemania moments that there have ever been in, in in wrestlemania history have been not necessarily planned or they've been by accident or they just organically have taken place um this particular moment with savage and elizabeth i'm sure there was some planning to it but there was so they were so good at and their their chemistry together was so good it translated well on TV that the audience reacted to it in a way where it came across so well on television when you saw the people crying in the stands the the women the children and people just on their feet when they they finally hugged and he hoisted her up on the shoulders that to me is 
the very first true WrestleMania moment, in my opinion. I mean, you, you can talk Hogan slamming Andre. Yeah. You can talk Ultimate Warrior beating Hulk Hogan. You know, you can talk Savage even winning the belt a few years prior in that tournament. But yeah. to me, I feel like a genuine WrestleMania moment that just like took over the whole the, the whole show was when Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth reunited because there was never once mentioned throughout the weeks prior to that match with Ultimate Warrior anything about Miss Elizabeth. They just had her sitting yeah. in the crowd before the match and they acknowledged it. And Bobby Heenan acknowledged it. Like, wait a minute, is that Miss Elizabeth over there? And the camera cut and we we're like, what the heck? Like, there was no acknowledgement of it. And then she gets involved in the end. And like, I'm 35 yeah. now looking back. Like, if I was 35 then watching it, I'd be like, oh, well, she's going to be a part of the end. But yeah. as a kid at eight, nine years old, I'm like, whoa, what the heck? Like, how did that happen? Like, but they, they, they good and also i employ anybody too it wasn't just a kid's reaction the the, the, the adults. people that were crying were the adults yeah <laughs> it's yeah. wild it, it, it was wild and to me yeah. i feel like that is like the 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 truest form of a of a wrestlemania moment yeah. i i gotta like uh, the, the, just to be devil's advocate i have to say hogan slam and andre the giant would be my first wrestlemania moment like 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 where it's like you just listen to that seventy thousand people when he slams. Uh, it's actually ninety three thousand one hundred seventy three. According me. according to the WWE, but Dave Meltzer and the Wrestling Observer will probably refuse. I thought that. it was announced. I thought it was announced. Uh, I got no, they did announce it on TV, but like yeah. it, there's been an urban legend over the years that like they that that WWE has a tendency to. Um, beef up the uh, the attendance. So well, everyone does that. Everyone <laughs> does it, but at the same time too. I feel like because they are a publicly traded company, yeah. they have to report their earnings to stockholders. So, are they? Why would they lie about an attendance and then not have the earnings to back up each one of those people that showed up? So, well, I'm a Met fan, and and I'm telling you right now, what they announce sometimes thirty five thousand people. Yeah. And Mike Finn says something. It was hilarious about it, but it's like. Where were these people? The yeah. Invisible Man and the Family Union, Union or whatever? <laughs> it, it happens. It happens. It, it, you'll see the fluctuation, the fluctuation of numbers. But uh, but of course, but but but, but uh, you know you know you know better than me. You're you're more of a historian of wrestling than me. But uh, but the uh, WrestleMania three, the the, the the official numbers was ninety three thousand when they announced it. Ninety three thousand one hundred seventy three. But Dave Melzer doesn't poison my mind. Trust me. I like him. But, but 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 I don't buy a lot of his stuff is wrestling propaganda. But oh, no, th th I just thought that was the number. I'm sorry. I think there's I, I I'm I I don't when it comes to like reading stuff on the internet with rumors and things like that. Um, I think there's a kernel of truth to it. I think there's a shred of it. But I think that you know obviously to make a good story, um, you know there is some embellishment. Um, but I don't necessarily 100% buy into everything that those guys have to say. Like, oh, this storyline, so-and-so is going to return and bing, bing, boom, X, Y, and Z is going to take place. And, and there you have it. And then when it doesn't happen, they'll go back and say, oh, well, plans change. Like, I think there's some truth to that stuff. But, like, I always I, – I leave it in the back of my mind. I don't hang my hat on, like, you know, like a lot of wrestling fans nowadays. They will hang their hat on if they read something on the Internet and then it doesn't 
come to be in that particular match they're like oh what the fuck they totally screwed this guy like for instance that year that Roman Reigns won the Royal Rumble and Daniel Bryan was in it everyone and their mother thought Daniel Bryan was going to win the Royal Rumble and everybody and that was like when like all that hate just started on Roman Reigns and and here's the thing with that 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 uh uh, that that I hate. I don't mind when the person that that, that should win or whatever it doesn't win. But then at the outside spectrum, don't have the wrong person winning either. That, 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 I think that was their. I think that was, that was their problem. I think the wrong person won the match. Um, if they had, if they had what whatever the Cena or John Cena or whatever, you know what I mean. I think people would just be like, yeah, it is what it is. Our problem is that we were force-fed Roman Reigns. I know. And by the way, ever since the whole leukemia stuff, I am. I before that, I, I did not Roman like Reigns them. Oh yeah, huh? I bought three shirts. That's cool. I have a lot of. A lot, everybody does, unfortunately, have, have friends and family who are cancer survivors. So yeah. right now, and funny how life works. God, I hope he wrestles again. Yeah. That, 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 uh, Me too. The second he, he comes back, and I and I believe in him. He everyone's, already kicked, he already kicked the shit him. out of Cleme already. The second time he comes back, he's gonna become the biggest baby face in Stone Cold Steve Austin. And, 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 and I am absolutely. I think he's gonna be a huge baby face. Yeah, I think wow, he's gonna yeah. be. Dude, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Oh, Roman no. shirt. Roman Ro- 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 shirts. I I wrestle. I beat cancer shirt or whatever. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, the, oh, yeah. dude, the guy, the guy, the guy is gonna be a print. He's gonna be a walking printing money machine. I, I'm gonna disagree with you that the wrong guy won. Okay, in that particular Royal Rumble. Okay, and and. Allow me to digress and explain to you why I, I, I disagree with you here, okay? Um, there's a few things that took place in and around that time. Number one, Daniel Bryan just came back from, from an injury. A year prior, they did that huge march to WrestleMania where he became the champion, and they had that great storyline with the authority, and then his injury cut that short. So I feel like Roman Reigns, his ascension to the top came at the wrong time because people – didn't get enough of Daniel Bryan, yep. which I could understand as a wrestling fan because I'm a big Daniel Bryan fan, and I thought the story that was told, um, both in the ring and outside of the ring, translated well on TV when he became the champion. I was at that WrestleMania. It was just it was a cool moment to be a part of, um, and so fans didn't get enough of that. Reigns, obviously, the guy that they want to elevate and they had plans for was put into a posi- put in that position a little bit early because of the Daniel Bryan situation. But you also have to remember too the year prior in 2014, Batista and Batista won that Royal Rumble. He eliminated Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns was the last guy to be eliminated for Batista to win and the fans were chanting Roman. A year later he wins the Rumble yep. and they hate him because Daniel Bryan didn't win it, okay? Here's the mistake WWE made, in my opinion. They shouldn't have advertised Daniel Bryan in that Royal Rumble. I know that they did that because they wanted more buy rates and they wanted people to tune in, but they shouldn't have advertised him because fans' expectations were through the roof. If he was a surprise entrant and got eliminated, I don't think people would have been as infuriated that he lost. But because he was advertised and he was eliminated so early in the match, the fucking fans went crazy. And then, of course, it didn't help Roman's situation. And I feel like... People, I've always been a Roman Reigns supporter since his days in the Shield. I, I was one of the first people to say that dude's going to be the champ someday. Like he's going to be the guy, and I still think he is. Um, I think he's going to come back, and I think he's going to have a successful run. And people are going to um, 
relate to him because they know someone that, that has lived with cancer. Yeah. And, and that's going to, unfortunately, his illness might be the thing that helps him connect with the audience. But I think the way his character was portrayed, I think it, I don't think it was his fault. I think it was management's fault. They put him in a lot of sticky situations and he just happened to be the one that had to go out yep. and perform the task. I feel like management didn't accentuate his positives and camouflage his negatives. Case in point, we all went, Justin and Daryl and myself, we went and saw the TLC pay-per-view in December of 2015. The main event was Sheamus and Roman Reigns for the WWE title in a tables, irons, and chairs match, okay? Sheamus had won the belt at Survivor Series a month prior. When Hilariously, he cashed, by the way. I loved he, it. He cashed in the money in the yeah. bank on Reigns after Reigns won the title in that tournament over Ambrose. Um, go The beginning of that night, they draw the they draw the house lights down. They have the 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 video screen on. It's the opening of the pay per view. They show clips of Sheamus and Roman Reigns, and the place is booing them both. Mm. The entire building in, in in TD Garden in Boston is booing the shit out of them. Okay, you can tell it's gonna be a rough night. Get to the main event. Uh, both men are in the ring, and you ever you know because you you socialize and you you, you frequent uh, drinking establishments. Uh, you ever been to a bar and you're watching a, a, a ball game and there's just a lot of noise around you? You obviously can't hear what's going on on the TV, but you're still watching it, but there's like all kinds of people oh, just talking. Really mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I've done it too. That's what it felt like when I was watching that match. Nobody cared about the match. People were just talking amongst themselves. I felt like I was in the, the, the world's largest bar and a ball game was taking place. Because these two were, were putting each other through tables and using ladders and chairs. And you might have gotten a reaction yeah. or two. But for the most part, people did not care. They really didn't. And it was like almost like depressing. And I remember looking at Justin and I was just like, wow, like nobody's giving a shit about this match right now. And he was like, yeah, I know. He's like, this is ridiculous. Poor guys, you know, going out there, they're busting each other's asses. And uh, finish comes Sheamus with help from like Rusev and Del Rio, I think. They screw Reigns. Reigns gets screwed out of the title. Sheamus wins. Reigns ends up beating up Sheamus and his buddies, putting them through tables, hitting them with chairs. Referees come out. They try to stop it. And he's beating up referees. Then Triple H and Stephanie McMahon show up. And he starts beating on Triple H. He's fucking nailing him with a chair. And he's beating him from pillar to post. He speared him. And the place lit up. From the moment he took that chair and he started beating on Sheamus all the way till he beat on Triple H and then eventually powerbombed him through the announce table and then speared Stephanie on the floor, the place went from they hated Roman to the end of the night. Roman, Roman, Roman. I feel like at that time... From that point till up until recently, that they've needed to just allow him to be a badass. Don't let so much of his personality show. Don't let him talk too much. I'm almost kind of go the Goldberg route. Less is more. Very impactful moves. Um, just, you know, kick ass, take names, take no prisoners. You know what I mean? Instead of, like, having him come out and having him try to relate to everyone. Because there was nothing... And I, and I love him. And I've loved him from the beginning. But I I don't understand wrestling fans' hate for him at that time. But at the same time, I could almost understand it. It's really strange. I could understand why they didn't like him. But I could also understand... I, I can't understand why they didn't like him. It's really weird. Like, he's... To me, like, he was 
I, I, I didn't see anything wrong with what he was doing. I, I really didn't. Yeah. I, other than the fact I think the situations that management put him in creatively didn't work. And I felt if they just let him be a badass, let him mow through people, less is more, kind of give him this, like, you know, mean streak of a persona, the people would get behind it. And I think the people were getting behind it earlier this year when he was going up against Brock heading into WrestleMania because they were starting to exploit the fact that Brock was a part-time guy. He might be leaving soon. Reigns cut those badass promos. But once, once Reigns was like owned by Brock, then the people went back to like hating Reigns again. It was really strange. The dynamic with the fans and Reigns was up until this most recent announcement with leukemia. But I agree with you in the sense that he's going to be a huge baby face when he comes back. And I think his illness is going to be what people relate to and get behind him for. Because how can you not get behind an individual who comes back from cancer? You know what I mean? We've seen professional athletes before that have dealt with this stuff and have come back. Yeah. How can you not get behind? How can you hate someone for, for battling cancer and then coming back and doing what they love to do? Yeah. I, I, I can't see how the people would find it. Wrestling fans would find a way to hate him. And this is why I think he could be potentially bigger than Stone Cold. Or, or equal, I know he could be bigger. bigger. I, that, that's bad terminology by me. No, but no, by, no. By, 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 by the, the equivalent of this era is Stone Cold Steve Austin. That... that uh, I, I truly believe, if I read you the first couple months back, if you boot him, somebody's going to look at that guy and punch him right in the head. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you. Uh, you uh, that, 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 uh, you're booing that cancer survivor, the guy that worked his ass off being cancer and staying in the gym and all this other stuff. Can you yeah. imagine doing chemotherapy sessions and hitting in the gym? Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. That, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that's why I think... That uh, he could be. If, if, I, I, granted, I thought Bailey was going to be the. I think I thought Bailey was going to be the biggest end to slice bread. Sometimes the WWE figures it away as the fuck seems up. But yeah. anyway, if they don't fuck this this up, and they really, really, really embrace, a, a, you know, you know, Roman Reigns with a, a good taste without exploiting it. Yeah. And, and that, 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 that's another thing too <clears throat> that, that they exploit it or whatever that might be a kind of funny heel turn if he actually goes I'm a casual survivor I deserve respect that can be kind of funny actually in a way that, that'd uh, be very it'd like, be a bad taste but, but yeah, kind of in funny in today's though. world yeah, yeah but back you know 25-30 years ago yeah. it would definitely be acceptable for sure yeah but but uh, but that's they, they, they play their cards right holy shit they can make they, they can be printing money on this do you guy. think it was in poor taste that um that they did the Dean Ambrose turn the, that night. No, later absolutely that night. not. Okay, don't good. Do, I right, always I'm, believe. I'm with I always believe in anything in life. <clears throat> don't delay the inedible. Just do it. Yeah. I actually thought. I, I actually thought it was kind of like a wink, wink, kind, kind, kind of like say, 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 we're doing this moment for you, Roman. And that the people think, oh, the shield, you know, is being dismantled on a day, you know, you know, you know, you know Roman Reigns' temporary retirement. What better way to say to say thank you, Roman, for everything you've done for, for us in the Shield? That 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 you're you're my Dean Ambrose, gonna up my game, gonna become a better star, maybe because of, because of our brainchild. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. doing I'm turning on the Shield, and I'm gonna be making money off turning on the Shield than 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 our brainchild. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Why, why not doing it that night? I didn't have an issue with it. I know there were, there were people out there, you know, 
course, we live in a very live, sensitive world yeah. now. People get offended very easily. Uh, some of it, you know, justifiable, some not. But um, nonetheless, uh, I didn't have a problem with him turning, and I felt like, let's put it this way. If they did it the next week, or if they did it two weeks after that, I think people would still find a way to complain about it and be like, oh, they did it two weeks after Roman announced he had leukemia. How dare they? What the fuck is wrong with WWE creative? I mean, it, regardless, I think it would have gotten some flack from sensitive yeah. wrestling fans. So why not do it on an evening when people's emotions, when it catches you off guard and, and your emotion, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's what tells like a great story in my opinion. I'm sure, I'm sure that, um, they must have went to Roman and said, hey, listen, this is what we're going to do with these guys Absolutely. after you make here. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm sure he was cool with it. Like, Paul Heyman said that night, like, well, the show must go on. And, yeah. I mean, Justin, Justin and I were kind of talking about it. He didn't have an issue with it either, but he, he said to me in the text, he was like, it's not like they filmed him getting a chemo drip in front of the fucking cancer yeah. clinic. You know what I mean? I actually, I actually think they should do stuff like that. I oh, really Jesus. Do. See, I, I, wouldn't, think, see, I, I think, wouldn't go that far. No, 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 I'm serious. I should, should, should have him like, you know, don't, don't, don't interview him or nothing. Just have like a montage. Like, like I said, show him doing the chemotherapy research and then hitting the gym. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, Oof, oof, that that that'd be powerful. I mean, as long as it's not too exploited, I guess. Yep. I guess. I guess you could say that, like, if you That's showed, too. if you showed like like video of him like receiving the treatment. Yeah. You know, not, but not too. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, the 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 old school wrestling fan of me was like, yeah, that would fly, but 2018 Dave Rosenbluth. I don't know. I I I think it would. I think. There's potential for it to come off in poor taste. Any oh, any vi any visualization of him near a fucking hospital or near a clinic, yeah. and it makes it to TV. I think would get would would get a lot of critics really on top of them, and especially with with what took place with the recent. I think we just got to see what context it is. If yeah, it, within the context. If they're gonna yeah. do like you know you, you know if they do like you know you know you know like, uh, like you know the Eye of a Tiger and they show him like you the, know the, the, you know doing the, the all the stuff and then show him in the hospital stuff like that people are gonna cheer and cheer and cheer cheer and cheer to the you know, to the moon but you're right if they are like if they're like oh look at poor Roman Reigns here he is hooked up well, to that's the, the thing. hospital yeah, you can't show yeah that's that. but bad. if if you showed him going to the gym and yeah. you know working out and training and you know the 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 dramatic music behind it yeah I'm that would make for good TV. Very questionable in terms of like you know showing him at a. At I guess a you have a point there. I guess you have a point. But like yeah. I said, we're gonna see what 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 would be like you know the whole production per se. Let me while we're on that while we're kind of on this subject in poor taste. What was the what particular instance in wrestling history did you think was presented in very poor taste? Oh, the worst one ever. That 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 that. Uh, uh, that uh, was definitely Billy Gunn in um, uh, Colombo that that wedding. Oh, that Colombo! Uh, I loved it. Oh, dude, the Billy and Chuck wedding. Dude, can you imagine if you're part of the LGBT community and and you're wrestling fan and you see that? It, 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 that that do you think, I think, do you that, think the LGBT community was insulted by that. Absolutely, really, because 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 because. Originally, it actually, I, I, I can't put the mortgage on it, but I'm, but but I'm certainly I've 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 been told I've been told before that LGBT was all aborted and all the other stuff. And just think about this. So so so, so what 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 
what in America, what's more taboo than talking about someone's sexuality? Nothing, in my opinion. I think that's even more taboo than race, more than taboo... Religion? It, it, even more taboo than religion. Yeah. It, 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 it's sexuality. It, it, uh, it's just think about this. Who gets more persecuted than gay men? You know what I mean? In this country. Unfortunately, it, yeah, it, no, you're it, right. It, it, uh, it, that, 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 so here it is. We're going to finally get an embracement of the gay community. That, that, that two wrestlers... In, in course and story, and uh, story are gonna have a relationship together, and then they, and then, the, and then at the way end, they're about to kiss, and they're like, oh no, oh gross, no, 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 yeah, I would smash, I would take a brick to my TV, and I would have smashed it. So, you, so you thought because I thought the most poor taste that that that. that uh, because in the segment when they said no 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 this is a publicity stunt you yeah thought, okay I thought that was terrible I mean dumb. I guess I, I, I in support of the 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 LBGT community yeah. I could see why people would be offended by that um, and and it was done in poor taste um, from my recollection I mean I thought it was I thought the stuff was funny because like like little things like. You know, Bischoff was the priest, and he pulled the he pulled the the, the makeup off and yeah. the wig off. I thought that was good. I thought that was good, but but how Billy and Chuck reacted to it was like, all right, now it's time to show your love, and they're like, ha ha, no. Yeah, I, mean, I but, thought that was terribly that, done. But you know something though, unfortunately, in two thousand and two, that was the that was the majority of. Um, People outside of that LBGT community that 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 was the that's that was mean. the majority's reaction. You know what I mean? So like that was the culture at that time in yeah. 2002. We're in a different world in 2018 where, for the most part, the majority of our society accepts that. There's certain groups out there that don't that don't yeah. believe in that stuff, and some of those religious freaks that 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 still you know think that that God tells them that two males or two females can't you know fornicate with each other and love each other. Because last time I checked. I didn't. Which one of those motherfuckers talked to God and God yeah. said that to him? You know what I mean? Like I think that's a bunch of bullshit. But nonetheless, we're not getting into religion. That's for sure. Let me let me pump the brakes on that yeah. real quick. But um, in 2018, we're in a different time frame, a different society where it's a little more accepted. 2002, it was very taboo. You're right, and I think the reaction that was portrayed by Billy and Chuck was the reaction of people in society at that time to a situation that's like that. what not I mean. saying it's wrong not saying yeah. it's right or wrong but that was just what it, that's unfortunately that's the way the landscape was in our society at that time and that's what i mean uh, dave that uh if they if they embraced it and whatnot what a great message to say to say to say and, and i truly believe that that that, that, that the wwe are trailblazers that that, that, that uh they could have had can you imagine if they became champions and they were partners yeah. in the ring and outside the ring and they and there was a true embrace of love and stuff like that? Well, granted, you needed that those characters, you know, whether they were flawed, have two gay wrestlers. That's, that's They're I mean, there. That's, that's tailor-made for today. Like, you that's know, what I mean. WWE is a big, you know, um, public relations marketing machine. I mean, they, they would jump all over that idea. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, because they kind of, in story, I think that could have worked back down on it. Yeah, and, it and I think, and I think people, and, and people, you're right. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be people that's never going to embrace same-sex, the same-sex relationships. Yeah. And everyone and their mother gets that. Yeah. That, uh, but just have that message, kind of, kind of, kind of like we have 
champions of all walks of life in my in our company. I like. I, I think that would have been an amazing, an amazing, an amazing. An I, I get, yeah, I, I can get behind that. But here's here's the issue I have. Okay, with that, not the fact that there would ever be two, yeah. you know, homosexual males or females as performers in WWE yeah. or as champions, so to speak, but the genuine message behind it is it WWE trying to promote equality with homosexual professional wrestlers as champions, or is it them just trying to appear that they care about? That's what it was. Because everyone knew Billy Gunn, he wasn't gay. Everyone knew that, and no one knew it enough. But what I'm saying is now, in today's world, do you think they would? Do you think the message that they would send would be genuine, or do you think it's a? Do you think it's propaganda? Kind of like the whole Saudi. It all depends who it is. So, so Kenny Omega, for example, opening is open bisexual. Really? Yeah. I never Absolutely. knew that. Absolutely, yeah. Are there's, you serious? Yeah, yeah. There's, there, there's interviews of like him talking about like, oh, why are you single? He goes, oh, I don't know. I don't. I, that 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 uh, that that uh, that uh, I don't know if I want a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Yeah, he no says kidding. That. Yeah, he says I never that. knew that. The golden wow. lovers. Come on, get your head a shake. Why? Well, that that uh, that uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about anything about about Abishi or or Abushi. I always forget his partner's name, but. Uh, but but I don't that I don't know his sexual. Learn something. But new you're talking to you're talking to the Kenny Omega super fan. Yes, he's an open bisexual. No shit. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. That that uh, that, 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 that sexuality is his own. But but yeah. but but yeah, the few interviews where he talks about talks about like like a partner and whatnot. He talks about being bisexual. Absolutely. Wow. That uh, so 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 you get Kenny Omega, you put the belt on him. And and he and he does the you, you, you know I'm proud proud bisexual I'm part of the LGBT it'd be like I said right there with Roman Reigns since uh, it'd be, be, be him and so uh, him and Roman Reigns would be the Stone Cold Steve Austin of our generation absolutely wow wow you know on that on that subject um, I was a little disappointed in wrestling fans for. Um, for their um, their criticism of WWE when they uh, when Finn Balor had the entrance at WrestleMania and all the, uh, the 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 people that came out with him were wearing you know yeah, Balor Club yeah. shirts but with the the the, the LGBT um, yeah. the colors you know the rainbow colors yep. and people were you know questioning well it's you know it's propaganda on WWE's part and they're just trying to you know. Um, you know they're just trying to make themselves look good and um there's instances from a public relations standpoint where i think there is genuine good thoughts and a good message behind them doing things like that and then i think there's other instances where they are doing it to make themselves look good I think Finn Balor though was genuine. I think the Finn Balor thing was genuine too. I truly do. Yeah. I, I mean, I I had an argument with with an individual who I don't really associate with anymore because he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. Um, and he and he, I, I don't know if he listens to this show. If he does, guess what? I got you because you're listening to my fucking podcast yeah. and I'm not listening to yours, motherfucker. But uh, <laughs> and, and no, by the way, it's not. I'm not referring to Ken Reedy because Ken and I are still good buddies, even though I don't. You know, do the Ken Reedy show anymore. The Ken Reedy show's been on hiatus for a little while. I'm talking about another asshole, but um, 
I got in an argument with this person because he was talking. He, he, he was talking about you know how disingenuine the message was, and I was like, so I said to him, so all these people that come out on the stage that that are part of the LBGT community wearing those Finn Balor shirts, like as a part of his entrance at WrestleMania, the message that WWE is trying to send, it, it, it's not a good one. Like I don't get what the what the big deal was behind it. Like, and he's not he wasn't you know against homosexuality yeah. whatsoever, but he just thought it was like. WWE trying to jump on the bandwagon, but I don't get like I don't know. I just felt like some people think people were just trying to find a reason to give to make WWE guilty of that situation. I thought it was pretty fucking silly. This is what some people think. If 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 you if you need a hero in the gay community, they have to be gay. If you need a hero in the Jewish community, they gotta be Jewish. You know what I mean? If if you if you love a certain person or, or a group of people or whatever, you don't have to necessarily have to be like 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 uh, like that person. You don't have to you don't have to be a, a, a you don't have to be a, a hero among Jews to be Jewish. Take the Holocaust. How many people in the Christian community hid Jews from Nazis and stuff like that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Those are heroes of the Jews. You know what I mean? And I did that. How many people, politicians or whatever, you know, have been pro-gay marriage and all this other stuff? Those are he- heroes of the gay community. I think. I, I think what, what what people want, it, it, like 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 the same thing. that I just made, like I said about Billy and Chuck, mm-hmm. that, that 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 it was in poor taste because because obviously at the end of the day, you needed two gay, generally gay wrestlers for that for for, for, so for that think, angle. So, so you think that that, that uh, but no no that's the thing. I love Finn Balor. I think his message is beautiful. I think people just need to get off their high horse. Yeah. Just because Finn Balor is not, yes, he's not a homosexual. And, and as far as we know, and, yeah. and I'm just saying, no, his girlfriend, oh, she's beautiful. She, she's not that girl that. Uh, oh, that, Kathy Kelly. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah you. you're she, right. You're right. Yeah. That gorgeous girl. Yeah, no, yeah. And she, that, she's that, pretty uh, girl. That, uh, that, um, and, um, but that, uh, that, like, like I said, he supports the gay community. Yeah, he's not gay. I think that's I think that's what everyone's issue was. Oh, it's not genuine because because you know Finn Balor, especially when he was in Japan. Oh my God, he banged everybody. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, just because you got this Carl guy, Anderson you just got Luke this Gallows. guy, this guy that's, that's very popular with the ladies. That, that, yeah. that, that, that doesn't mean he's not pro gay. He's uh, not pro. He's not pro. LGBT, I think the message know? that was sent at least what I got from it and Michael Cole kind of said it best on the commentary is that like you know anybody could be a part of the Balor Club it's yeah. not you know it, 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 of, Balor Club is of all races and all gender and sexualities you know what I mean it's not s- specific for one and I think that's what kind of I think that's what kind of threw WWE fans or wrestling fans off in general is that like they 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 incorporated the entrance into the story and they felt like it didn't have any purpose in the story but at the same time it's Wrestlemania and there's always you know memorable entrances and I didn't see why it was an issue that um, that uh, you know uh, that, that they incorporated them in into his entrance at Wrestlemania kind of like when people um, that that warrior award okay that they do at the Hall of Fame every year. You know, wrestling fans are like, that's a stupid award. Not because of the the recipients receiving the award, but the meaning behind it. Because people think that the Warrior Award should have been... Now, if you remember, at that Hall of Fame in 2014, Ultimate Warrior in his speech, just days before he died, nobody imagined that that would happen, um, myself included. No. We were there for that Only Hall 24 of... hours, right? Like, it was... It was uh, 
the day after Monday Night Raw, so it was like two days after WrestleMania, three days after he got inducted yeah. into the Hall of Fame, he had that heart attack and died. I wasn't the biggest Ultimate Warrior fan to begin with, but um, uh, in his speech, he had said that um, that WWE should do an award and name it the Jimmy Miranda Award. Jimmy Miranda was a guy that worked behind the scenes in, I believe, in the, the merchandise and licensing department, and he was just a very nice guy, and everybody loved him, and uh, he went to all the shows, and he helped set up the merchandise stands, and he'd been a longtime employee from them, and, and he had died like a number of years prior, and uh, Warrior said that, you know, that they should recognize the people behind the scenes in WWE, and so a year later they come out with this warrior award but they award it to people um in pop culture that you know that the wwe felt are true warriors and and embody the spirit of the ultimate warrior um through their struggles like that boy connor from you know who had passed away not too long after ultimate warrior passed away the award that you know his family received and and other other individuals that had you know struggled through their daily lives you know regular people you know they've you know people that are dealing with sickness and illness and things like that i think there's a good message sent there that they that they're the wwe is recognizing um the uh the the people out there that fight every day that may not be the prototypical wwe superstar but they're fighting through an illness just to make it through every day in life and they're doing the best that they can and they're doing it against all odds you know the little boy jarius robertson who won the warrior award earlier this year at wrestlemania um that boy should have died like unfortunately with his illness a long time ago um but he had you know he had battled um you know I want to say it was a liver transplant, maybe. I'm not 100% sure, but he had to have a number of surgeries. And then you had that football player, Eric Legrand, mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, was par- the college football player who was paralyzed. He received it a couple of years ago. So, I mean, wrestling fans shit all over it because the Warriors and the Ultimate Warriors' intentions when he, quote unquote, came up with the award in his hall of fame speech wasn't what wwe followed through with but they did an award in honor of the ultimate warrior and the 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 meaning behind the character and people just kind of shit all over it like it's you know they don't shit all over the recipients but they shit all over wwe for it and i think in in this instance i think wwe did a good thing by memorializing ultimate warrior and also honoring those in society that struggle every day with their illness, but they do it at against all odds, and they manage to 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 make it to the top. You know what I mean? And that's something that should be commendable. You know, in, in my opinion. But wrestling fans don't really see things that way. Sometimes they yeah. just very like. In, they're in that wrestling bubble. But he wasn't the most popular wrestler, and that's in that no, he wasn't. Uh, I think that's what kind of rubs off people the wrong way the most. It's kind of like, wait a second, you're you're calling this the Warrior Award, and yep. then advance the the Warrior, the same guy that that that, that wouldn't work su- SummerSlam for or because because he, because he thought he was getting underpaid. A Warrior doesn't care what what what, what you get paid. You go out and do your job. You fight. You yeah. know what I mean? A Warrior just keeps on fighting, fighting, fighting. He didn't always fight. I think I think that's why. And I, I, my God, I'm, dead, I'm kicking a dead horse. I'm I'm, I'm blaspheming a dead person. But anyway, that uh, that uh, but like I said though, when that when Ultimate Warrior when he was on this earth during the height of his career, 
He was not known as a warrior. He was known as a diva. He worked when he wanted to work. He did what he wanted to do. And, and that a warrior is just a fighter. Unfortunately, I mean? that unfortunately that's his reputation. Um, and uh, I've heard some stories of uh, you know his dealings with guys and 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 his very um, diva like attitude with with other people that he worked with. Um, here's an interesting here's an interesting story on the subject of it. And I don't like to speak ill of the dead because he's not here to defend himself. But I'm just going. I'm just speaking on things that are that have been put out there. In public regarding um, him uh, I think it was about a year or so ago uh, there was a Facebook post from the Ultimate Warriors brother Jim and it was right around the time when uh, I believe they had this warrior award coming out at the Hall of Fame and uh, you know he had said oh it's nice that WWE is you know you know memorializing my brother and my brother would be proud of this award but um, you know representing this warrior you know referring to warriors you know wife dana yeah um you know he's, he's he wasn't too thrilled that she's you know front and center on camera kind of uh you know as an ambassador and a spokesperson for wwe because allegedly according to him and he said this was through conversations with his brother the ultimate warrior was that um that he had run out of money the, the the well went dry, yeah. and she threatened to leave him if he didn't take WWE's offer to um, to get into the Hall of Fame, and so he signed that. It was a from what I heard, it was a pretty sizable contract to not only get into the Hall of Fame, but to you know with licensing and merchandise and, yeah. and things like that. He was going to be a he was going to be a part of the company for, for, for quite some time. And he was going to make a, a, a good living doing so. And so, um, according to warriors brothers, you know, his, his brother said, she's going to, she was going to get rid of him if he didn't take that, take that offer. Because for the longest time, he was steadfast on never working for them again because yeah. of his issues with them, regardless of what they are. He, he made it clear he would never do it again. And unless the price was right and the price was right for him, unfortunately that that's the story that ultimate warriors brother yeah. claims. Now I don't, like I said, I don't want to speak ill of the dead. I don't like doing that here, but, but this is just stuff the, that, I'm just speaking on stuff that's been, public knowledge and of course we could dissect the hell out of that we could always say too like if they're if they're really struggling and you have a good opportunity to to to, to let's say it, let's, let's be real too that's not a factory job man he's not going to be lifting you, you know 100 pound box you know what i mean he's just going to be an ambassador of wrestling and you're going to get a, a six-figure check guess what that would absolutely put a strange on, on, on a marriage for me absolutely if we're eating camp peaches and all of a sudden here comes a guy saying here's a six-figure check and i'm gonna decline it because of pride i'd be like babe this is not cool yeah uh, yeah I, I don't know what the i don't know what the man did with his finances over yeah. the years where he you know stayed out of the limelight for quite some time but um I, I I've heard he uh, he had a pretty high price tag when he did appear publicly when you know he was you know, for paid appearances or whatever. So, um, I mean, I guess you know you know to last long enough um, without being in the in the limelight, so to speak, and making you know that kind of money in the wrestling business. Uh, I mean, he must have you know invested his money you know pretty well for himself for for an extended period of time. But unfortunately, you know. Like I said, the well ran dry, and yeah. uh, she told him to hit the road. But uh, yeah, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't the biggest Warrior fan. I wasn't the biggest fan of his speech. Um, I felt like he wanted to acknowledge, 
You remember that DVD that came out, right? Of him, the the, the self destruction, the ultimate war. Yeah, that WWE put yeah. Out. I just believed that it was true, and apparently it wasn't so much true. I heard some stuff was true. I heard some stuff wasn't. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I, I heard there's some truth to it. But uh, you know, a lot of people have told stories about him and, and his Agreed. attitude. Agreed. And, and, and he was kind of an asshole. That 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 all people got to do. I'm a huge UConn uh, a basketball fan. Yeah. That girls and boys. Yeah. That that uh, all you got to do. Google Ultimate Warrior UConn speech and you'll see he's oh, not yes. the, he's not a good person. Oh my god, he's yes, not a good I do person. remember that. He's yeah. not a good person. Oh man, I forget when that was it, two thousand five? I don't like know that? what it was. Oh my god. I remember that. These kids yeah. are just asking him valid questions and he lost his freaking mind. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. I also remember seeing a video. Um he was at an autograph signing and uh uh Old ass Iron Sheik tried to fight him at like a like a Comic Con uh, a number of years ago. I, I heard Iron Sheik, you do not want to fight. No, he's, Him, he's Haku, a, he's, you he's do not cra- want to. He's fight. a crazy fuck. Haku, yeah. yeah. There was a there was a story that Ric Flair told uh, regarding Haku. Um, they were working in Japan. I don't know where if it was. I don't know if it was uh, WCW or when WWF did like you know WWF for a time being would do brief stints in Japan. Flair told a story once that he was in a hotel bar in Japan with uh, Road Warrior Hawk Haku and a couple other guys, and there were some pro basketball players there. I don't know if it was like a Japanese pro basketball league or if it was NBA guys over there, but they were in a bar in the hotel, and it was like a two floor atrium kind of bar, and there was like a glass like window. In, on the second floor, you can like overlook the first floor of the bar, and so um, uh, the wrestlers were in there and they were enjoying themselves. And a couple of the basketball players were kind of like, you know, uh, um, you know, oh, this is, you know, they were kind of giving them shit, you know, mm-hmm. talking shit to them. You, this is fake, and you know, you guys aren't real athletes. And the wrestlers were just kind of like, you know, we don't want to cause any trouble. They're in another country. You know what yeah. I mean? You never know what, you know, what the, you got to be careful because the laws might not be the same Absolutely. as they are in America, you, you know? So, um, uh, I think somebody, one of them, one of them slapped Road Warrior Hawk or something in the face and said something about it being fake or something. And it literally Hawk, slapped Hawk I in think, the face. Oh I, I don't know what I don't. Okay. Either he slapped yeah. him or he said something to him to really set him off. Yep. But Hawk left the bar, went down to the lobby of the hotel where there was like a gift shop there, and in like most hotels you can get like you know candy, soda, little travel stuff, and like travel size like you know um, razor blades. To shave and things like that so hawk bought like a package of like disposable bic razor blades bent pulled the razor blade out of the frame of the actual the 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 razor blade and he started cutting his face and he was like is this fake now and then i don't know who but somebody threw a punch and then just some big brawl broke out and haku took one of the guys and he threw him through the glass window from the second floor of the atrium bar down to the first floor and they were kicked out of the hotel and i believe to this day or at least for a time for a long actually i should say for a long time haku was not allowed to go to japan because of what he did he ended up i think i think he he got arrested and then 
he was in. Yeah, they ended yeah, up banning him. Could, that guy could have been killed. But he threw the guy through the. He it's like threw, a two stories. He said it was. Yeah, it was. So it was like a two floor atrium bar, yeah. and apparently the way it was designed, there was like a glass window on the second floor, and you could overlook the first floor of the bar. And he threw him through the window. Oh my and god! He, and he threw some guy through the window. But and of course, there's testimony, which I can only imagine. Yeah. That, that, yes, I done. I bet I done uh, two things that were naughty enough where I got arrested: vandalism and a, and I was in a medieval bar fight. That, that that I just want to get. I don't want people to think I was a child molester or anything. No. That, 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 oh, stop. And then obviously, the game is going to get. Oh, no, I'm saying, yes, vandalism and and, and, and being in the wrong place, wrong time at a bar fight. And then, uh but uh, that being said, there's testimony that Haku broke handcuffs. And, like the police officer, he said to the police officer, "I'm gonna if you don't if you don't un, un- handcuff me, I'm just gonna break him." The cops go, "You're not gonna do that." He goes, "Oh yeah." I've heard <laughs> stories that yeah, he's uh, he um, he's broken handcuffs. He's fought cops off after he's been maced in the eyes. Um, I've heard I've heard nobody in the wrestling business would ever dare fuck with him. The only person that is close enough to fucking with him that actually has tested him before, and I, re- I saw this on a Perry Saturn shoot interview, was Barbarian. Barbarian uh, was the only guy that could really kind of go toe-to-toe with Haku in a fight, and they just fought for fun one day in the locker room at, at, at backstage at a Nitro. That's that's the story I heard, is that they just kind of fucked with each other. But yeah, Haku uh, probably regarded the legend of, of Haku as that he's the toughest guy in all of wrestling, yeah. and nobody... Nobody ever fucked with him. the dream fight would be Harley Race versus Haku. That's another guy. That's another guy who's uh, regarded as, uh, as somebody you wanted to bring with you to a fight. Um, if you were a, a pro wrestler, if you were out and about in a bar, you had Harley Race with you. Uh, Harley Race, I heard... I've heard stories that... Not only just with Harley Race, but guys in that era, that because in the public eye wrestling was deemed as fake or um, looked down upon... By society that if you lost in a bar fight you lost your job like you had to prove to the promoter like bill watts used to be notorious for telling guys don't get your ass kicked in a bar fight because if you do and i find out about it you're gone like that's how serious there's something about that yeah there's reputation i like yeah it. yeah i mean you don't get that obviously you don't have that nowadays in wrestling because number one everybody knows it's predetermined everyone yeah. knows it's scripted but um the uh, the wrestling still looked down upon by some people in society and and, and parts of pop culture, but yeah. the majority of pop culture accepts it as a form of entertainment nowadays. They don't see it as like you know, like oh this is fake and these guys are trying to be athletes to the point where like ESPN does coverage on wrestling. You can gamble on wrestling now. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can gamble on wrestling. Exactly. You go to paper, you know, pay per views and there's there's um, like betting sites and Vegas even I think does like betting odds for yeah. for wrestling. That's pretty wild. Imagine that. Like, imagine that. Pete Rose would have made a fucking killing yeah. <laughs> in wrestling if uh, if he bet on uh, yeah. if he bet on it. Yeah. Holy cow. Holy cow. What else? What else you want to talk about, man? Oh man. Shit. Um. That. Uh, that. Um. So. So we talked about my uh, the, the opinion on, on, on like an outrageous moment. Did we get yours? I'm sorry. On what? Like a storyline? No, no. Kind of like you know, you know. I talked about Chuck and Billy and stuff like that. But... Oh, 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 yeah. Like the like the one like a moment that's like was yeah. done in poor taste. Um, you know, because we went from that like we like rolled. Yeah, oh yeah, we, we definitely we, we've, we've been rolling. This oh, has yeah. been good. This yeah. has been really good. Um, 
I would probably have to say the it happened that same year, the Katie Vick storyline, where oh yeah, that's Triple H. And Triple the, H oh, was yeah. was in the coffin, and he was simulating yeah. that Nifo, he was having Nifo, sex Nifo, with yeah, Nephrophiliac. Talking about yeah. job molesting and all that other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Nephrophiliac. Yeah, yeah. So that's right um, up there. Well, first of all, I knew the story was the shits when they announced when. when so if you go back and and like you said, Dennis, I got a pretty good memory, but it was um, an episode of Monday Night Raw in October of 2002. It was the Monday Night Raw roulette where they spun the roulette wheel and you got to pick what kind of match it was. So Kane was in a tables, ladders, and chairs match for the tag team titles. He was teaming with the Hurricane against G- Jericho and Christian, Jeff Hardy and RVD, and Bubba Ray and Spike Dudley in a tables, ladders, and chairs match. And it was a lot of fun. It was a great match. So at the end of the match... Um, it was announced earlier in the evening that Kane was going to wrestle Triple H and they were going to unify the world title and the Intercontinental title because they were going to do no more with the Intercontinental Championship, which I thought was a fucking dumb idea to begin with. Absolutely stupid. So they announced that they were going to have that match at the pay-per-view. No other reason than just to unify the titles. They never really had an issue with each yeah. other. So at the end of the night, they have the they have the TLC match. Kane wins. He ends up winning it by himself. They they did a storyline where Triple H and Ric Flair took out the Hurricane. He didn't get to be a part of the match. So Kane wins. He stands tall. He's got both belts, both tag team belts. He's the Intercontinental Champion. Triple H comes out. Um, he's like, congratulations, Kane. He won the TLC match. But everyone know, everyone's going to find out next week why you're a murderer. And I was like, and they like rolled credits. And I was like... What the fuck? They're going to do a storyline where, like, they're going to accuse Kane of murdering somebody? I'm like, I'm like, this is a little out of, like, this is a little out of left field, you know, like, and Vince Russo wasn't even writing at the time for them. So I was like, this is something Russo would do. I was like, I don't know about this. This is kind of fucking stupid. So they, they, they have Kane come out the next week and he tells this story about how he had too much to drink and he flipped his Jeep and his girlfriend Katie Vick had died. And I was like, wait a minute. A few years prior, they tried to make us all believe that Kane was locked up in some fucking dungeon in the funeral home and Paul Bearer was the one that had him hidden for so many years because he was burned from a fire at the funeral home that was set by his brother, The Undertaker. And he comes back and, you know, he he reveals himself to to wrestling fans and society as the, 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 the younger brother of Undertaker. Now, all of a sudden, this fucking guy had a social life? Like, I thought he was hidden in the funeral home the whole time like now all of a sudden he had a girlfriend and you know he was driving he had a driver's license he went to school i was like this is fucking silly i was like you just totally disregarded anything that you 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 told us he was yeah. years prior you know what i mean like it was I, and it's funny you say that that's kind of like I just vaguely, vaguely remember it was either in the WWE magazine or one of those. It can't be WWE, but it was one of those magazines. I remember vaguely where they're like, "Yeah, this is like Jason Voorhees goes to a 90210." Yeah, <laughs> it was fucking silly. It was like I was like, "Oh well." I mean, right off the bat, I was like, "This is fucking stupid." And so then, like, they have the match, and the match was what it was. It was nothing to write home about. 
you know, Kane lost. They merged the titles. There was no more Intercontinental title. I was like, well, that fucking sucks. On top of this stupid storyline, now they got rid of that belt. You know what I mean? Like, it was, you know, the Intercontinental belt is regarded, obviously, as the workhorse title. You know, it's one of the, the, the greatest championships in all of professional wrestling, and they got rid of it for no fucking reason. And I got a question for you, Dave. Yeah. Uh, that, 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 uh, has anybody, real quick, uh, that, yeah. has anybody ever been, I, I can't think of it, world champion? IC champion, tag champion, all at the same time. At the same time, yep. three titles, yep. all at once. They could have did that with Kane. He could have made, no, the, he could have made history. So. I, know that, so cool. I know that they've done like I think you they know, blew IC it more on that front. A, I know like they've done like maybe like someone was the IC champ and a tag champ at yeah. the same time, or someone was the IC champ and the heavyweight champ at the same time. But never three, all three, right? But never all three, as far as I can recall. Totally if anybody blood. knows, by all means, hit us up on social media yeah. and prove us wrong. Kicking out of two, Facebook.com forward slash kicking out of two. But yeah, um, Storyline was stupid. I just didn't really, I didn't really like it. And then, if it couldn't get any fucking worse, they did a. Uh, <coughs> excuse me here. Excuse me. Sorry, I had to take a little drink there to clear my throat. Uh, before I tell the worst part of this story, they did a. They had Triple H come out on Raw. I believe it was the night after he won and beat Kane. And said, "Oh, there's footage from the funeral home of the day that you know they they uh, that uh, Katie Vick you know was you know that they had Katie Vick's funeral, and I got exclusive footage, and um, they show it, and it's like you know obviously you could tell it's him. He's wearing a cane mask. He pulls his pants down. He climbs into the coffin, and he's like simulating, um, you know, having sex. And then he does the, the you know the punchline at the end is he grabs her, he grabs the doll by the hair. The hair falls off, and it's like." I don't know if it was like oatmeal or something or jello or whatever, but he's like, I just screwed your brains out. <laughs> and then like they cut back and like Hunter's like laughing. And I was like, this is the stupidest fucking thing ever. Like, this is so dumb. Like, I don't un like who the fuck thought of this. And if they did, they should be fired. I was like, yeah. this is such bullshit. I'm like, they, they, they took a storyline that like didn't wasn't good to begin with. And they made it even worse. You know, they made it even worse. I was like, this is the dumbest fucking thing. Like, that was the one moment where I was embarrassed to be a wrestling fan. Good point. The one moment where I was... In, like, don't get me wrong. When I was younger and I would talk to non-wrestling fans and they'd find out I was, a, I was a wrestling fan, I'd be a little anxious to talk about it. Yeah. But I wasn't embarrassed because you never know with non-wrestling fans how they feel about it or what they feel about it, you know, and then they might look down on you yeah. and judge you for it. I was a little anxious about it, but I wasn't embarrassed. This time, I was fucking embarrassed. That shit was fucking brutal and it was awful and I was like... I, I I was it was in 2002 in October I was I was like there need I was like w this would be as good a time as any to have fucking Nitro on right yeah. now so I could change the channel that was like the era of wrestling where it was like the first year without fucking Nitro I was like this is when they needed to have fucking uh, another wrestling show on so I could change the channel because yeah. that shit was fucking awful I, I can't tell you how I can't tell you enough how fucking bad that was so one of these days we're gonna have a theme show where it's where it's we're in, we're yeah. Worst what? Yeah, like worst storyline. That's what I worst storyline. When wrestling embarrassed you, I think we should have a show like that. that that's a very that'd be time. interesting. That, that's, that, a, that's a intriguing to, uh, topic if you ask me. That would be very interesting. But, but I felt the same way, exactly the same way as you. That, that and of course that was the the biggest storyline and uh, and uh, that uh, oh that was awful. We talked about it yeah. earlier. 
We talked about, like you said, your favorite heel turn and the best heel turn. I kind of told you what my you know, favorite and maybe the best was. What do you think the worst heel turn in the history of wrestling was? Not, to, I, I know we're trying to. Ch- I just changed the subject here, but no, it, just, no, no, it literally just it just came to me. Okay, what's so the worst heel turn in the wrestling history? The worst history? heel turn of all time. Huh. So, so I get out of the. Good and we can't count big shows. Eight hundred heel yo, turns. No, 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 no. Because those don't count anymore. All right, um, heel turns, bad heel turns. Um, whew, this is a good one. Um, hmm. I don't know. Did, did, did you have one that comes to mind, Dave? Yeah. I give it to us. Steve Austin, WrestleMania 17, when he joined with Vince. Oh, yeah. I, at first, though, I thought that was going to be something. But then, yeah, then we got Stone Cold Steve Austin playing guitar and stuff like that. It was, a, it, it, was it, it shocked me because... It was like, it was like an exclamation point on a really good sentence. Like that yeah. whole shit. Like we'll talk about it. I'm sure when WrestleMania season comes. But that WrestleMania is one of the best, if not the best of all time. That whole show, and they ended it with that, and it was shocking. And I was like, oh my god! Like Vince and Austin are together. But what made it to me like the worst heel turn of all time was the fact that. The people in the audience, they didn't react to it like they're like as wrestling fans you're supposed to, where they were gonna boo it or yeah. throw garbage in the ring. Like they cheered it. They thought it was great because it was in Texas. Austin being from Texas, being a folk hero in Texas, like the people reacted to it like our hero won the belt yeah. and he got help from Vince. Like it was it, I like the shock factor from it, but what turned me away from it, I think, was the worst heel turn of all time was the fact that the audience reacted differently to it. And that, to me, just it, it, it kind of killed it. it. You were fighting an uphill battle from there moving forward as uh, with him as a bad guy. So this is not answering your question. Okay. I'm still there. That's why this is Russian roulette, So this is a hypothetical. Okay. It follows what you told me. Okay. So I'm going to go with the worst heel turn that never happened. Sasha Banks. She needs to turn heel. She's so fucking good. That, 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 why is he not turning her heel? It, it boggles my mind. That, that, that A, her, her character right now... You mean the best heel turn that never happened? No, no, no. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I meant. Okay. I'm sorry. I brought bad terminology. No, no, no. That's, uh, okay. that's, that's what I meant. I'm just trying to understand that, that, what you're that, saying. That, that the heel turn that, 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 that never happened, that, that, uh, that, that, uh, it's, got, uh, it's too late now. They can turn her today, right? It, it's too late. It's too late. That, that, uh, that, uh, that I... They flirted with it for two years. That 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 uh, the detention of all Bailey and stuff like that. Yep. And, and that uh, it just boggles my mind, Dave. They, 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 they yeah. never turned their heel. They have kind of like pulled. You know, they, they do you think they're gonna pull the trigger and then they 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 kind of take away from it? Like I will say that like, all right. So here's here's another instance of like who fucking wrote this shit and they need to be fired because I thought this was stupid too. Um, and I don't like to, and, and for me personally, one of the reasons why I do this show is because I, I think there's too many wrestling podcasts out there that people complain about everything. Yeah. But this is this is a different format today. So, you know, it, it everything's out the window, you know, one time only, so to speak. But I'm going to complain about this. I thought, all right, they've like you said, they've kind of flirted with it, having her turn. I thought 
Okay, when Bailey kind of turned on her a couple of months ago yeah. and beat her up, and the people reacted to it and were like, oh, my God. Like, they didn't know what to make of it, and it was so good. I was like, wow. Like, this is fucking I'm, I'm like all right they threw us for a loop and that was good okay i can forget about the fact that they flirted with sasha being the heel you know like bailey's yeah. bailey's turn so to speak made up for it and then they had kurt angle force them to go to fucking like a couples therapy or couples counseling or some shit like that in order for them to cuz he needs them to be tag team partners like i have never in my fucking time as a wrestling fan can remember when one person has turned on the other person or has hurt the other person physically that the other person a doesn't get their revenge and goes after them or b has to go to fucking couples counseling with them i thought that was the silliest stupidest shit ever that Kurt Angle forced them to go to couples counseling to realize how great of a team they were together. I thought that was fucking silly. Yeah. I really thought that was fucking silly. I was like, she just got her fucking ass kicked last week. I know. Week, and now you're going to force her, uh, part of her, uh, as your boss, you're going to force her to go sit in a, uh, with a therapist? I just thought it was fucking, uh, it was like they were, I feel like the fans wanted to see it. Because they were so good naturally as rivals, yep. that WWE management was like, "Fuck what they want to see." You know what I mean? We'll give them something a little different, and we're gonna make them like it. And I don't think the people like it. I think the people like them teaming together, but I think people are past that point of one of them turning on the other. Which brings me to this point: maybe they're maybe they've planned, or I wouldn't say maybe they've planned this all along, but maybe in their minds now, they. They've tried this out. They've tested these these theories out, having Sasha turn or having Bailey turn, and the friction between the two of them. And they're trying to find the right time to surprise us all as to when they're gonna, you know, pull the trigger. I mean, there's rumors that they're gonna. This is too late now. It really is. Too you late. think so? Yeah, I just think they're both. I think the, the uh, I think you need to split them up. One needs to go to SmackDown and have the other stay on Raw. And I think it's more Sasha needs to go on SmackDown. And I think she should be rejuvenated. Her versus just think about this for one second. Gives me goosebumps talking yeah. about it. Think think about her versus uh, 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 Becky Lynch. Yeah. Styles make matches. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's gonna be an incredible match. And have Charlotte go to Raw. That that uh. That uh. That um. And um. And stay away from Bailey. And I love. That they split up the rivalry. Uh, that uh, that uh, Sasha Banks and Charlotte. And we were it was good, but they we're, need a break. Done. It, it, they they, need they, a break. It's like it's like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. You have it for that for like a, for for like one out of three months. It's fucking delicious. Yeah. You have it twice in one week. It's disgusting. I can eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every single day, but that's, uh, really, that's I can only personal. do it once a month. I would say every single day, but I can eat it a couple days in a row. Well, same thing with tuna fish. I, yeah. Once a month, I can do tuna fish. You do it a couple of days a week? No. No. Okay. no. But uh, it, uh, but I'm just glad they're separated and stuff like that. So I want the same thing with Bailey. It, Bailey and Sasha know. That uh, that that uh, I want Sasha to go on SmackDown. That's where she wants to be anyway. Have her be on SmackDown. Do a trade, whatever. Do whatever storyline you want to do. Do a draft. That uh, that uh, I that uh, have Charlotte. I think Charlotte Lee now too. I wasn't. I'm. I, I wasn't always the biggest fan of Charlotte because uh, I don't like silver spoon people. Uh, that uh, but I I love her to death. And 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 this is definitely. And this is definitely. 
it's just an acknowledgement to everything she does. Yeah. She's too big for SmackDown. SmackDown is the B show. I hate to say it, but it is, it's a better show, which is funny. It's the wrestling show, and that's we're wrestling fans, of yep. course. That 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 the better show is SmackDown by far. Mm-hmm. But who were who are where the stars are? The bigger talent, the the, the bigger draws. Not Raw right now. You don't think so? No. And then you get you got you got Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Brock Lesnar, whatever the fuck he decides. But to you show had Roman, up. you had the Shield. That, I think uh, there was a good. You have Elias. I think, I think those had, are the bigger stars. I think you had a good balance in SmackDown, SmackDown and Raw. I mean, on SmackDown right. you had AJ, Daniel Bryan, Miz, Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, Samoa Joe. Uh, what are those the, guys going to be on the Tonight Show? The Bar. Um, yeah, I mean the, the, that's a loaded show right there in SmackDown. Raw, saying, no. Raw, you had the Shield, you had Braun Strowman, yep. uh, Drew McIntyre, who's who's making some waves. Yeah, he's Dolph good. Ziggler. Yep. Um, I'm. Oh, you're making I, a fair point. I, I can get you behind are. Elias, but you know, um, I'm not. A, I'm. I, I. I don't walk with Elias, but I mean. Oh, I walk with him. I. 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 I eat up everything he does. But I mean, he's. You know. Uh, he. You know, he's. He's a star. He definitely. Yeah. You know, I'm. To me, my biggest. My biggest. Um, what I take from Elias on Raw now is that, like, I'm surprised his character and who he was came from NXT because NXT is looked at, and you you watch it regularly. It's yeah. like it's like the super indie fed. You know, you have Ciampa, Gargano. Um, now you got Matt Riddle, yeah. Keith Lee, Cassius Ono. You know, all the you know undisputed era. You know, a lot of guys who made big names for themselves on the independent level. You know, are in NXT, and NXT is you know been the it's the alternative brand to what you have on the main roster it's like a compromise of wwe's way of wrestling and indie wrestling kind of sandwiched into one and elias is the kind of character that i didn't see coming from nxt you know what i mean like elias is the kind of guy that like i look at as someone that they they signed from wherever Trained him at the performance center and made him into a big deal. But that's what exactly he doesn't he doesn't fit that mold of an NXT character, at least in my opinion. I guarantee Vince and uh, Vince and Triple H and Stephanie, whoever, saw this kid and they're like, he plays guitar and does all this, you know, does all this stuff. He's going to flop in an NXT, but we want him to flop in NXT because he's not the NXT guy. That 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 if we're that we just want him. Get groomed, be a heel because you're gonna get booed anyway. If you're a face, you, your your career is done. That, 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 uh, be a heel in NXT, play your songs, interrupt people, hit you hit them with a guitar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're not meant for NXT, and I've guarantee they said that. Don't be frustrated. You're gonna be rejected. You're, you're, you're gonna get. You're probably gonna get Xbox heat. I saw that from time to time. Xbox heat. He got definitely had Xbox <laughs> heat in NXT some, from time to time. But when he went to the main roster. That's exactly what people want. You, you know, him goofing on people and in, 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 in playing his guitar and stuff like that. I knew. I really did. You could, you could, you could call me, you could call bullshit if you no, want, no, no. but I'm telling you, this is the truth. When I first saw Elias on NXT, I said, it's not going to work here, but man, he's a star in the making. He will be a star in the main roster. I know. I mean, there's. I've, I've heard other people say that too as well. Um yeah, I mean he's 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 entertaining, he's talented, um, but I feel like he's got to progress a little more. We've kind of done a year with him, like you know, doing the guitar and you know, hello, I'm Elias, and yeah. you know, like uh, there there needs to be a little bit more, some more depth to that character. You know what I mean? Like I'm interested to see what they're gonna do with him. Yeah, that's a face. As, as, I don't, as a I don't know if I like now. it. 
I mean, well, the people react to him like he's a baby face. He can't get people. Yes, to, I know. He it, couldn't it, it, get uh, people to hate him except for Seattle when well, him and Kevin Owens. Oh, that him. was amazing. That was, that was great television. That was great television. Oh, great job on the Seattle fans, too. If, we're, if you're in Seattle and you're listening to Kicking On 2 at this, at this juncture, yeah, you guys I applaud well. you. That was fucking yeah, amazing. You great did, job. Yeah, you guys ate it up. Great job. For, That's for what I mean. Seattle. You know how I lost my, my mind in one of our podcasts where, like, how uh, WWE doesn't get less involved? The fans, yeah. That was the. I'm, I'm sorry. That was the <laughs> best raw moment. Again, that was we? the best raw moment of the year. It was because of the fans. It wasn't because of what a wrestler, how, how a wrestler reacted, how the fans react. Seattle's been a, uh, a an interesting crowd in, in recent Mantra years. Montreal, Seattle, I, I love. In, in, in recent years because um, they were never really known to be a... Um, a very boisterous, um, vocal audience. You know, they were typical wrestling audience. You yeah. know, cheer, boo. I, you know, get a reaction out of for the the, the major moments. But uh, if you remember, about five years ago, they had an edition of Raw from Seattle, and it was like the Slammy Awards, and they did a segment to hype up the uh, the the, the pay per view that was going to take place at the end of the week. The, they had all the former world champions in the ring that were that were part of WWE and yep. and some past guys like a Bret Hart and a Shawn Michaels and um, names like that. And Daniel Bryan was in the ring, and he had nothing to do with the segment other than to stand in the ring and be a part of it. Yep. Um, and the segment was centered around Cena and Orton because they were going to merge the two titles at the at the pay per view, um, and the place was like. Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And just like going nuts for him. And to the point where like they had to like stop and just kind of like let it like fade out and burn out. And Daniel Bryan was like, you know, he, he, like I said, he was not a, he was, he was in the background. He was yep. the focal point in the segment. And they were just nonstop all about Daniel Bryan. Yeah, that's I'll, never for, I'll never forget that moment. It's probably one, of, it's probably one of the best endings to a Raw in quite some time. That was when like Cena and Orton kind of go at it. And then Triple H and CM Punk have an exchange. And Daniel Bryan and Shawn Michaels have a little bit of a mix up. And then it ends with, you know, uh, uh, Hunter and Orton kind of have it, so like it 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 builds and grows. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. But yeah, the the, the crowd reaction when when Elias and Kevin Owens brought up the uh, the Seattle SuperSonics NBA team. Oh, that was team. great. Man, they had I never no heard idea. Them roar so you loud. thought you knew they were gonna get a boo, but that no one expected. Yeah, that, that was amazing. Great job by Seattle. Yeah. I mean, like they couldn't even talk. I was mean, like, I never saw, and I I really I don't think I've ever saw this before. Whereas like. The people would try to talk, and they just wouldn't let them. They just literally would not let them talk. It I've was seen so a few instances in st- now, maybe for two minutes. Yeah, but not for whatever it was. I Fifteen think it was minutes, like or whatever seven or eight it was. Minutes or nine oh, it was minutes or amazing! It was. Yeah, and no. even here comes Lashley, who was, who, was, who, was, who at the time was, of course, not a face. And still, Leo Rush couldn't get a word in. It was so amazing. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was so it was quite amazing. The sight for sure. Yep. But yeah. Um, yeah, Elias. Who knows? Time will tell. I'm, I'm kind of. That's why garbage wasn't full. That, that was the only thing that was missing. That said segment. And if I was, if I was Kevin Owens, I'd be like, have a Pepsi, have a Pepsi or Coke, Coke, a uh, uh, plastic. Throw, throw it at me. And blow it at me. Hit me right in the head. Oh, it'd be what a spot. That kind what of, a spot would I would I would have been. That kind of heat never. That's what never I mean. Takes place. That would have been legendary. If that if there was just that soda or popcorn that, that hit that, that hit them, that would have been just the cherry on the on the Sunday. I yeah. think that would have been brilliant. You know, I and if, I, and if I'm a performer, 
I got. I hope you don't have hepatitis C or nothing. But, but yes, I want that stuff. I want a soda pop thrown at my head and popcorn and stuff like that. I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, no, you don't get that kind of heat anymore. And when it comes to uh, you know the, the the heels really riling up the crowd, I mean the, the the you know the referencing a sports team from that city and and putting them down in promos is like standard. Like, Absolutely, wrestling one hundred and one. But I would say you ever want to. But the but you know the Seattle SuperSonics haven't been an NBA team for quite some time. Yeah. And Seattle still, um, you know, holds it near and dear to their heart. There, I think they've been trying to get a basketball team, if I'm not mistaken. But um, they're getting a hockey team. They got a hockey team. That's gonna happen. They're yeah, that's get gonna happen. Team. But yeah, they 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 really reacted like to, that would uh, that would almost yeah. be equivalent to like, you know, people mentioning the Whalers in Hartford. Oh, dude, know, I lose my team. fucking mind. You know, I yeah, know. people would go nuts over that. Like if if someone came, like I think it was a. A pay-per-view in Hartford, I want to say Kurt Angle kind of mentioned the Whalers, and he was like, yeah, he goes, you guys need a hero. Ever since the Whalers left, yeah. and, <laughs> and and the people were like, Boo. oh, yeah. Like, you don't yep. get that, like, throw garbage in the ring kind of heat anymore. Yeah, listening to the audience of uh, Kicking Out It too. if you ever want to have someone from Hartford lose their minds, mention the Hartford Whalers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And all uh, – yeah. Yeah, or or Carolina Hurricanes too. Be like, oh, you're from Hartford, huh? You want to see like Carolina Hurricanes? Oh, yeah, oh, we man. might deck you in the nose if you say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I mean, it's it's one of those things in wrestling that uh, you know it's standard. You get your heat, but it depends on what city you're in. Yeah, and it's like a sports team's no longer there anymore. Yeah, I just thought that was an awesome moment. That was my favorite moment of Raw probably of the year. I, I gotta say that was so good. Yeah, no, it, it, it definitely was. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I want to thank you so much for uh, once again joining us on this special Black Friday edition of Kicking Out at Two. Hope you guys have enjoyed this bonus show. Yep. Hope you've all enjoyed your holiday week with Thanksgiving. Got your Black Friday shopping out of the way. Uh, listening to us bullshit talk about wrestling. Dennis, once again, thank you so much for being a part Dave, of this. Dave, it's always a pleasure. We will, we will definitely return um, once again in the very near future discuss more of the glory days of professional wrestling all right next week everybody we're going to be back at our regularly scheduled uh day and time of uh wednesdays over at soundcloud.com and uh we're going to debut the very first edition of our no filter theater watch along that's right my wife no filter nikki's going to be joining me we're going to sit down and we're going to watch the november 29th 1999 edition of monday night raw that is the night that triple h married stephanie mcmahon without her even knowing it at the vegas uh little white wedding chapel drive through wedding probably one of the most memorable uh, uh moments in wwe history in raw history in wrestling history when uh triple h and stephanie mcmahon said i do in the front seat of a convertible on monday night raw it's gonna be a lot of fun and uh you know my wife's gonna have a lot of questions so uh you know please bear with her she's uh she's she's got some wrestling knowledge but not as much so she's gonna be asking some questions that obviously most of you diehard wrestling fans are gonna know about so um you know it's it's going to be kind of like a a a scene where 
you ever go to you ever watch wrestling with someone who doesn't know about it and they ask you questions all the time and yeah and so they're gonna they're gonna ask you questions during it well my wife's gonna do the same thing and we're gonna sit and we're gonna watch along and you're gonna hear her thoughts on some of the wrestlers that she sees and her questions and my answers and it's gonna be a grand old time and uh you know ever since i started this my wife said oh we should do a podcast together and you know i could be no filter nikki and i can give you my my raw and uncensored uh opinions on stuff well you know be careful what you wish for honey because uh you're you're definitely gonna uh you're definitely gonna have your moment in the sun here on kicking out of two all right head us up on social media facebook.com forward slash kicking out of two hit the like button if you have not already and join the interactive interactive discussion you can find archived links to the shows over at facebook pictures videos everything over there for all your kicking out at two needs as well as on twitter our handle is at kicking out two k-i-c-k-n-o-u-t and the number two it's about that time that we put this show down for the three count once again like Wednesday there was no false finishes there was no screw jobs there was no run-ins it's time that we put you down one two three and we will see you all next week